All right, good morning, Four Oaks Church. It's Pastor Paul. Let me just say, we've had a few technical difficulties this morning, and I could be talking into a blank screen. You could be seeing me, but not hearing me. You could be hearing me, but not seeing me. There may be nothing happening right now. There may be everything happening right now, but I'm going to go forward with this. We are recording it, so we can always upload it later. But good morning. It is Thursday, January 11th. So glad that you've joined us for this round of our pastoral devotionals. We are in Matthew 14 and 15. And the context is that Jesus is doing great things, making people whole, uh, bringing true healing, restoration, um, miracles, the supernatural, ministry teaching into people's lives. And the Pharisees show up and they have a problem with the disciples not washing their hands. Now, it's a little more serious than that because it wasn't just about hygiene. It was about the fact that this was part of the rituals of cleansing that the religious leaders of Israel had established, had set up. Um, but um, here you have the disciples and Jesus bypassing those, and they have brought serious charges against, um, against Jesus. Now, what we've been talking about these first few days this week, past three days, is how this belief or the beliefs they had about certain parts of these ritual cleansings, these outward um, rites that they thought the people should undergo before eating or worshiping or sacrificing or what have you, were actually not part of the Old Testament law. Now, there were a lot of laws about ritual cleansing, but they, they really pertained primarily to the priests. Well, the Pharisees, in their zeal to protect the law, had elevated extra-biblical rules and traditions, imposed them upon the people, and then treated them just as authoritatively as they would the Word of God. And the reason they did this is they had a flawed understanding of what it is that makes a person clean or non-clean before God. And it's, it's on that question that, that we're going to spend these next uh, last two days of this week. So let's, let's read the text first. We're going to be in Matthew 14. We're going to begin at verse 34. So let me read. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gesenaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles his father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what would you have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? 
And he answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So we really go to the crux of everything that that Matthew has been building towards in this passage, which for us is to try to understand what is our fundamental problem as human beings. And of course, this is an, an ongoing debate, um, both religious and secular, and there have been many answers that have been proposed to this, right? Well, what, what's wrong with human nature is, is, is the world we live in, or um, is primarily a, a function of environment or social conditions or political conditions and, or socioeconomic conditions, or if we were simply to fix racism, racism or income disparity and all those things. And, and all of those things, of course, have their place. But what is oftentimes missed, and I think almost always missed in that equation, is that those problems, and this is a grim piece of news, are not, human beings are not able to fix those problems. Not ultimately, not, not decisively, not, not, not in a way that brings ongoing permanence and hope. And the reason for this is, is simply this. The biggest problem you and I face is the one that lurks in our heart, and that is our own defilement. And Jesus gets to the heart of it here, and he says, it's not what goes into you. And by here, by this, he's, he's referring to food, okay? It's not what goes into you that defiles you, all right? But it's what comes out of you. Now, there's a base analogy there, right, where you eat food, and the word here as Jesus says, it goes into the mouth, passes in the into the stomach, and is expelled. Literally means it goes into the latrine, the toilet, okay? We understand that. But Jesus says, but that's actually how the heart works, okay? So Jesus says what, what's, what's lurking in our hearts is a defilement of the image of God. What's lurking in the heart is a as John Calvin would call it, an idol factory, I-D-O-L. And here Jesus says this, but what comes out of the mouth, and by that he, he means both our words, okay, but also our deeds. He, the, it, mouth, that, that can be a, a metaphor for, for either of those. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and Slander, which, which, which means laws are important, but laws ultimately can't change the heart. They can regulate behavior. They can give incentives for obedience. They can give disincentives for disobedience. And, and, and all those are important. It's not that they're unimportant. It's just if we're looking for lasting change, if we are looking for um, 
not just lasting change behaviorally, okay, right, but a heart that pleases God, we have to reckon with the fact that the heart is not neutral. It's not a tabula rosa. It is an idle factory. It produces all kinds. It's from the heart, right, that um, comes all forth, all sorts of evil. Now, James, okay, now I do think James in his epistle is, is really probably meditating on these words of Jesus. Remember, James was the half-brother of Jesus as he wrote his epistle. And James actually has all sorts of interesting things to say about this idea of the heart uh, being the fundamental thing that's wrong with people, okay? Um, so he's talking about the tongue in James chapter 3, and, the, and, and he's talking about wh where, where do the words of our mouths come from? Is it that we have not, don't have enough education? Is it that we're um, not socially conditioned right? Have we not uh, been taught proper grammar? Is that the problem with our speech? No, the problem from our, with our speech is that it flows from a corrupt heart. Look at verse 10, chapter 3 of James. From the, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. In other words, um, if you want to know why um, the stream is or the lake is corrupt, you've got to go upstream and find the source of pollution, right? So, so if if bad things are coming out of your heart or, or into your or, or from or into your life, your your words, your behavior, resolutions, um, spiritual, um, you know, endeavors, um, pull yourself up by your spiritual bootstraps, aren't ultimately gonna work, right? Because you're not dealing with the source. Okay. Um, let's keep reading. Verse thirteen. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Now listen to this. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, look at verse 16, for where jealousy and sexual and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Do you see the connection there? So jealousy, selfish ambition are matters of the heart, okay? These result in chaos, disorder, and vile practices, okay? Verse 1 of chapter 4, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel, you do not have because you do not ask. That sounds awfully like a lot like not only this passage in Matthew that we're studying, but of course, um, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus talks about murdering and being angry, or commit committing sexual immorality or lusting. All of it originates in the same place. And so this is what Jesus is keen to impress upon the disciples, upon the religious leaders, the crowds, and of course, ultimately us, what ult the, the foundational thing that ails us, okay, is ourselves, is our own souls. And it doesn't mean that these other factors that are external to us aren't important or don't have bearing on our behavior or 
our family background. I mean, all of those things are ultimately true, but they go to work. Uh, they are activated because our hearts are deceitful. Okay, so that that's that's Jesus's fundamental teaching. Now, tomorrow, the last day of our devotionals this week, we want to say, well, then what do we do about this, right? <laughs> where, where 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 does Jesus take us from here? What are we to do about the heart? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Lord, help us not to be deceived. Um, we know that that evil malice lurks in our hearts. But Lord, we know that's why we need a radical regeneration change of heart that can only come through your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.